Where is God? Now, have you ever asked that question going through some things in your life and it seems like the whole world is crashing down upon you? You don't feel like there is any resolve. You don't think that there is any hope. You don't think that there is any way out. And you ask that question, where is God? Or where is God? Depending on the situation, depending on where you are, depending on um, your relationship with God and how you see God, that question, where is God, can mean something totally different than it does with someone else when they say it. So where is God? But what I found the Spirit of God teaching me is that those three words can mean something to someone one way and another way to someone else. Two sides to this question, two different perspectives, two different motivations. When they ask that question, where is God? Listen to what was found in my heart. us today. And we pray that through the word, as always, you will realize that you are known, valued, and loved. Before we were ever born, we were found in his heart. Where is God? When that question is asked, we can quickly discover the abundance of a person's heart. What I mean by that, the perspective that they are viewing God in their situation. That will always be revealed from one of two points of view. Where a situation they are going through or have gone through is dictating this questionable question. Where is God? In Matthew 26, 63 through 68, a man slaps Jesus after blindfolding him, mockingly ask, if you are who you say you are, then tell me who hit you. And you know he was just a carry of the enemy because the devil and the temptations of Christ constantly ask Christ as if to make him question himself. If you are who you say you are, uh, those words can be seen from that perspective of testing or tempting God or wanting to ask that question as if to force his hand or to have him come out and do what he says he can do. But you can't tempt God. So is God only God and only exists because of what he does or don't do in our moment of grief or pain or despair? Or is our relationship with him is as such, regardless of if he does or don't do, he still is God. Jesus gives us two examples that can um, you can kind of see where I'm coming from. There's a moments in the Old Testament, two stories in the Old Testament that he goes back to to remind the Pharisees and Sadducees of all the people that were following or listening to him. And he says that there were women, widow women in a drought and difficult times. You know, um, food was wearing thin, no water. People were thirsty. People were probably crying out, crying out to God. And yet he only sends a man of God to one widow woman, brings her provisions, you know, in a miraculous way and also heals her son. 
in a miraculous way. So God was there. God was moving. God was doing what God often does. He's an active God. He doesn't sleep or slumber. And then there was this, this warrior, Naaman, who had leprosy. And in that time, Jesus is saying that, you know, there were many lepers in the land, just like there were many widows in the land. But, you know, God allowed Naaman to be healed by going to the man of God, and he received his healing. But what about all the lepers crying out? And, and being a leopard was this mark of the scarlet letter of you can't be here. We don't want you around. Um, you need to wash everything that you touch. You know, that kind of miserable life. But they didn't get any relief. They cried probably, where is God? But God was active. He was doing something. And even in these two moments where it seems like he wasn't active or wasn't doing things in the world that, that these people never received any, any, any service from him or received any miracles from him, no healing from him, provisions from him. Jesus makes it known to uh, the Jewish people that were surrounding him. He was making a point. It was working together for good. And this situation was that the door was being opened for the Gentiles, for the non-Israelites or Jews, because these two people were not people which was considered people of God from the countries they were in. Naaman was a warrior and he fought often against Israel. So God was making a point. So he had a plan. And his silence, what we consider his silence, is him actively moving to fulfilling and doing his perfect plan. And even though we don't understand it, even though there's loss, even if there's sorrow and pain, there is a completeness, a perfection in what God does. In Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, you get the, the, you get the whole essence of what I'm trying to say. It says that trust God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your your way straight. He will direct your path. And when you read that, you, you, you get to see the very nature of what I'm saying is that God is on the move at all times. His word is an active word. It will not return to him void. So that means that something is going to happen from this word he has spoken. We just need to trust him with all our heart. And I find it interesting that this is the first part of a faith. I mean, it could have easily been acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. Then trust him with all your heart. But it doesn't say that. He desires for us to trust him with all our heart before he even does anything. And make our request known to him. Acknowledge him in all our ways. Whatever we're going through, just acknowledge him. Say, I know you're out there. I know you're doing something around me. This situation is for your glory, for your purpose. Where are you? Where are you and can I be a part of what you're doing? Where is God? I know he's here somewhere. Oh God, oh God, where are you God? I know you're here. 
I don't understand. I can't comprehend. But you're here. Oh God, where are you? And you acknowledge him. And he will make that path straight. And it doesn't mean that everything's going to go according to your plan. Because it's him making the path straight. Him directing your way. Or the way of the situation going on. But that's where not leaning on our own understanding and acknowledging him comes to play. That even though my understanding is partial, God's way is perfect. So don't let the cares of what's going on in our world, in your world, choke the word of God out of our knowledge, of our belief of him and his promises. We need to hold on. And as I said before in in an earlier episode, he is with us. And even though we're not seeing what we want to see, the time we want to see it in or how we want to see it, God's plan is perfect. And if he doesn't move the way we think he should move, or in the timing we want him to move in, or how we want him to move. He's still God. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in our world, and I can imagine people all around the world going through some difficult things, going through some difficult times. And it seems like there's no hope, there's no deliverance, there's no protection, there's no way out. That where we are, We will always be in this state. We cry out for God and we seem not to have the answer. He doesn't seem like he's there, that he's even listening. When you know God and you know his personality, you know what he would do for us, but it's not the way we always think it should be. Who would have thought that he would go through extreme measures to restore a broken relationship between us and him. So when you look at God from that perspective, and when you say, where is God? Look at it or see it from the perspective, the second perspective of, I don't understand what's going on. And if things are happening all around me and and my world seems like it's crumbling, God is doing something in the midst of all of this. You're in that valley moment. You will, you will see his presence. You will know that he is with you. This could be individually. It could be collectively. It could be a country. Or it could be a little child. The way God moves is the best way. We may not think so. But ultimately, we put our faith and trust in him. He promises us a peace that passes all understanding. Thanks for streaming with us this week. And if you have any topics that interest you, questions about anything we've covered, or have a prayer request, you can email us at IWFIMH, IWFIMH at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a comment on our Facebook page. It was found in my heart. 
we're connecting that up. We're trying to get that started, but you can still leave a comment and we'll go and check it out and we will uh, introduce it to one of the podcasts. So I pray for all of you that you might have an amazing week. And if you're going through some difficult times, oh, please remember what I'm saying. You can ask the question, where is God? Please ask it, expecting. Remember, we don't know it all, but we do know the one who does. 